Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we begin a long, detailed study of the book of Acts. This week, Pastor Jim warms up with an introduction to this book written by Luke, Paul's personal physician. Please listen to today's portion of this week's message entitled, Acts, the Saga of Your Christian Family. We know of no original official title for this book. Greek manuscripts typically just label it Acts. And that was a common title for a book of remembrance of the deeds of great men. Some of them expand that to Acts of the Apostles. But because the big deal that kicks all of this off is the arrival of the Holy Spirit, um, many of them even say the Acts of the Holy Spirit through the Apostles, because the Holy Spirit is mentioned 50 more, more than 50 times in the book of Acts. Now, Luke had already written a record of the ministry of Jesus Christ from His birth through His ascension, and that we know as the gospel according to Luke. The book of Acts continues the record of the work of God on earth by the power of the Holy Spirit, but not through Jesus in person, through His servants for about the first 30 years of the church. And it was a unique period of time. More about that in a few minutes. The connections that we will see right away in the book of Acts will show just how tightly all of this is connected. And it's connected to the Old Testament. There is a, a pastor of a megachurch who is the son of a pastor of a megachurch, and the son has, has famously said that we need to disconnect, unhitch from the Old Testament. That is absolutely, completely upside down on its head wrong. You must connect to the Old Testament or you won't understand the book of Acts. You won't understand the gospel of Luke or the gospels. This is one plan of God. Now, if you would like to um, act like a know-it-all and uh, maybe start an argument at your next Bible study, you could say that it might be technically correct to think of the four Gospels as the end of the Old Testament, the final details of the Old Testament showing that Jesus is the promised Messiah. And then you can think of the book of Acts as the beginning of the New Testament because it opens with the launch of the era when the Holy Spirit came to dwell in believers, which was uh, prophesied by Jeremiah and uh, in Ezekiel and very specifically promised by Jesus. This is the beginning of something new. Now, if you aren't aware of the connection between Luke and Acts, I just read to you the first five verses of Acts. Look back at the first four verses of Luke. Luke 1, 1 to 4. 
Inasmuch as many have undertaken to compile an account of the things accomplished among us, that is uh, the Gospels, the, the, the life of Jesus. And Luke had almost certainly read Matthew and Mark by the time he assembled his Gospel. He says, just as they were handed down to us by those who from the beginning were eyewitnesses and servants of the Word, it seemed fitting for me as well, having investigated everything carefully from the beginning, to write it out for you in consecutive order, most excellent Theophilus, so that you may know the exact truth about the things that you have been taught. So Luke said, I did a lot of work on this, and I put the whole thing together. And then as we saw at the beginning of Acts, the first account I, imposed, I, I composed Theophilus about all that Jesus began to do and teach. Same author, same story, written to the same guy. This is the sequel to the book of Luke, the gospel of Luke. Now, the next question, who are those guys? Specifically, who are Luke and Theophilus? Well, the human author is Luke. If you compare Acts 1 with Luke 1, it makes it clear same written, same, same writer, same story written to the same person. Now, what we know about Luke is that he was a close associate of the Apostle Paul. We know he was Paul's personal physician, and we know that he was a very careful researcher. Now, there's an interesting tidbit about these two books. Luke is not mentioned by name in either his gospel or the book of Acts. Now, that's not completely uh, strange. Matthew never mentions his own name except in a list of the disciples. Mark doesn't mention his name, although there's probably an incident in the gospel of Mark that that describes him, but he leaves out who it was. John never mentions himself except in a list of uh, of the apostles in the gospel of John. He just calls himself the disciple whom Jesus loved. He never got over that. He loved me. Wow. Well, Luke did the same thing. So you might want to get out a couple of pieces of paper so you can take detailed notes on this. I want to give you all the mentions of Luke in the entire Bible. One is Colossians chapter 4, verse 14. Paul writes, Luke, the beloved physician, sends you his greetings, and also Demas. Then there's Philemon 23 and 24. Epaphras, my fellow prisoner in Christ Jesus, greets you, as do Mark, Aristarchus, Demas, Luke, my fellow workers. And there's 2 Timothy 4.11. Only Luke is with me. Pick up Mark and bring him with you, for he is useful to me for service. Only three places that he is mentioned. Now those three references have some things in common. They're all written by Paul, and they were all written while he was in prison in Rome. Philemon and Colossians were delivered uh, together to the city of Colossae. They were written during Paul's first imprisonment. Then he was eventually released, traveled a little, and was re-imprisoned before he was martyred. Second Timothy was written during his second imprisonment just before his death. Now that tells us that Luke was very close to Paul all the way to the end of his life. 
And though he never uses his name in either Luke or Acts, the evidence is quite conclusive that Luke is the author of both of them. Now, when we talk about evidence for who wrote this and that, there are two categories of evidence, external evidence and internal evidence. External comes from outside the Bible. Internal comes from within the Bible. The, the external evidence is strong for Luke uh, writing both Luke and Acts. Um, the, the early church fathers consistently attributed both books to Luke whenever they quoted from either one. And there is this um, um, wonderful discovery known as the Muratorian Fragment. It was a, a, a document from the early church dated about 170 A.D., one of the very earliest of any things we have from the, from the church fathers. This one contains the oldest known list of books of the New Testament, and it attributes both of these books to the Gospel of Luke, or I mean, to, the, to the man Luke. But even more important is the, the internal evidence, the evidence within the Bible itself, and that is also very strong for Luke as the author. First of all, we know by comparing Luke 1 and Acts 1, you've already seen that, it's clear both were addressed to the same person, written by the same person, and as you work through them, it becomes clear that they're written in the same style, and they demonstrate a consistency of thought and logic that flows right from Luke into the book of Acts. Uh, as you study uh, New Testament Greek, you get a, you get a sense of the different uh, personalities and different styles and different vocabularies and different um, uh, ways of thinking of the different New Testament authors. These two fit together. Then we have in Acts, and we'll see these as we go along, the so-called we sections. That's um, chapter 16, a portion in chapter 16, and then uh, a lot of chapter uh, 20, and then uh, 27, and, and, and there, there's mostly in the last half of the book, places where uh, the author writes in the first person, we did this, we went there, we did that, we saw uh, such and such. And these are the portions in which the author of Acts was present along with some others. And we can deduce that it had to be Luke, even though he doesn't mention his name. Timothy was present in one place, but not the others. Silas was present in one place, but not the others. Um, but he's written about in the third person, other places, so he can't be the author. Uh, Titus was with Paul through part of that, but not included after that time. Barnabas was not present in the first we section, but he was uh, later. So only Luke fits all of the data. And that tells us that this relationship between Paul and Luke went on for several years before the times that they were together during Paul's imprisonment. Uh, Luke and Paul apparently got connected uh, team-wise, at least during the second missionary journey. So a number of years there. Then there is corroborating evidence that comes from the abundant use of medical languages in the book of Acts as with the book of, of Luke. Now this doesn't prove anything, but it fits with Paul calling him the beloved physician. 
If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.